everybody. Listen to the weekly review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the weekly review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands. It's Friday night. We're here at Mutiny Radio. It's time for Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. Yay! Uh, we have a very special thing happening tonight. Uh, we have Happy Hour, which is an open mic that is right next to us every uh, Friday from 6 to 8. And Evelyn Erie Diamond, what an amazing host. She was and is and is so incredible. And we have one overflow from the Happy Hour that we're going to put on the beginning of Bamtastic's before we get here with this amazing showcase and we can leave the door open because that most of the audience is outside now so it's fine uh but he's a lovely human being and it's his first time here i haven't met him before so let's clap it up and give him a great uh welcoming applause everybody buddy ramey yeah Awesome, thank you. Thank you, uh, Mutant D Radio, for having me out here. Um, my 2018 is going off to a pretty rough start, y'all. Um, unfortunately, I just had to move back into my parents' house. Yeah, it sucks, you know what I'm saying? Because like, when you move back in, your parents, they treat you like totally different, man. They treat you like that unwelcome house guest that's never left. You know, Like me and my dad, our favorite thing to do growing up was watch basketball together. I seen him, I said, yo, dad, man, NBA playoffs are on right now, man. Did you want to watch the basketball game? He said, no. I want to watch a move out of my damn house, son. That's what I want to watch. What? <laughs> what channel could I find that on, son? Do you know what channel the NBA playoffs are coming on? What channel could I find you moving out of my damn house? Because I looked, and I cannot find it, son. It's not on demand. Where is that shit at? It's like, damn, man. All I had to do is just say no. I'll go watch the game in my room. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So I go to my room, open the door, and I see my mom in there. She's just, like, tearing through my bed sheets, you know, going through my closet. I was like, hey, yo, mom, this is my room. Do you need help looking for anything? She's like, yeah, son, if you could help me, I was looking for your potential. You had so much damn potential somewhere around there. It was a big old pile of it. It said, buddy's potential. It was right next to your common sense. It's got to be somewhere around here because you've done nothing with it. I suggest you find it or you're grounded. It's like, Damn. Basically, the moral of that story, if anybody here is looking for a roommate, roommate, roommate. No. All right. I'm going to keep on going with these jokes, y'all. Um, I came out here from Sacramento. I've been staying out in San Francisco for like the past three weeks, I think. You know what I'm saying? San Francisco is a very um, deceiving city. You know, like when you first drive in over the bridge, you see like the beautiful landscape of the ocean, you know, say these beautiful tall buildings. 
but they like you get into the city and it's like completely different. You know what I'm saying? I went to the um the Tenderloin the other day and shit. That is not where you want to go. Like if you want to have like your best like San Francisco experience, like like how Pam was saying earlier, there's like shit everywhere. You know what I'm saying? I seen a guy the other day eating a fucking pigeon. <laughs> raw like feathers at all like and this isn't even made up story this is something i just gotta let y'all know like this is going on in y'all city right now you got people walking around eating fucking pigeons <laughs> public service announcement but um how much time am i doing i don't even know oh i was i was you're gonna get you have a minute and a half left. i have a minute and a half left okay awesome a minute and a half left all right yeah so uh relationships are pretty cool you know what i'm saying me and my girl we uh been together for almost a year now. We just actually celebrated our first Valentine's Day together, you know what I'm saying? And she wanted me to do something special for her, you know? So for dinner, I took her to that one place where you sit down at the table and you watch the people cook the food right there in front of you. Y'all know what I'm talking about? That's right, y'all. I took my girl to the kitchen, y'all. I took her ass to that motherfucking kitchen. I said, you want to do something you've never done before? I'm going to have you cook a nice home-cooked meal, y'all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So after this dinner, you know what I'm saying, uh, it's, it's Valentine's Day, so we take it to the bedroom, you know what I'm saying, and uh, wanted to surprise her by making a sex tape, you know. And uh, I don't know what it is, y'all, about like when you're making a sex tape, but you don't want to disappoint, you know what I'm saying, you're on camera, so you got to turn that freakiness level up another notch, you know. Like we did things to each other we never did before during sex. I said, I love you too. I said, I love you too. She got my name right. It was awesome, y'all. It was real romantic, you know what I'm saying. So after we make this sex tape, we do what all couples do. We go back and we watch this sex tape, y'all. And um, tell me why this girl recorded the whole damn thing on Snapchat, y'all. <laughs> on Snapchat. Like, it's bad enough that my sex tape is only 10 seconds long. But, like, I understand, like, ladies, y'all love your Snapchat filters. You know what I'm saying? Like, your dog ears. And the fuck was that? <laughs> I'm really killing it right now, y'all. I'm really killing this set right now. No, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Your Snapchat filters, you know what I'm saying? But you got to understand there's a time and a place for that shit. And in the bedroom while we're making love, it's not the time for you to be wearing a flower tiara or these big old fake sunglasses, you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all are laughing, but y'all don't get it, man. Like, she hit me with the face swap, y'all. She hit me with the face swap app. I was fucking myself <laughs> during my own sex tape, y'all. She turned my shit into a horror movie. But, uh... I'm going to get her on that. No, I'm going to bring uh, Pam Benjamin back up, y'all. Thank y'all for letting me uh, come up here and tell y'all some jokes. Buddy, everyone. Yay. Yay. He was a good hangover from the happy hour. That was lovely. That was a lovely thing to see. Uh, what we're going to do right now is, uh, because I didn't get like a break in between the two shows, we're just going to like let me smoke a cigarette and play some Mutiny Radio commercials. And that gives you guys an opportunity to like ease in and come smoke some weed with me outside. And if you're a regular person. If you're, if you're a regular person, if you're not a comic, we, uh, we usually charge $10, which is nice because it helps keep the things open. We're going to take this money thing away because I force uh, open mic comedians to pay me money for stage time. I feel like such a dick, but I'm like, we have to keep the doors open. How do we do 
it? How does it work? Hey, there's a donate button when you go to mutinyradio.fm. Give us $5. It means a lot. Uh, anyways, we're going to be right back. Uh, thanks to Zunzu Kersher for run, running the ones and two. Mike Spiegelman for running the door. Uh, I'm Pam Benjamin. We're going to be right back with Pam Tassis Comedy Clubhouse. Really a great night tonight. Some of my favorite comedians in San Francisco. Uh, two of my like absolute favorites. Both Clay Newman, FC Sierra. Every time I see them, I laugh no matter what. So we're all in a fucking treat tonight. There's also, there's also a bunch of other comedians on the show too. But two of my favorite comedians are here. So like I'm stoked all night either way. Because I'm going to laugh. I'm sorry. I know. You're, there's... I love you too, Max Eddie. I love Valerie Brown. I love, I love, I love Angel. I love all the comedians on here. But I'm just saying, I've known FC and Clay the longest, and I've loved them for a long, long time. Well, even before we even get started, there was the first time I knew that I really loved FC Sierra was when we were back at a place called, um, it was at Chemo's. It was called Upstairs at Chemo's. And he had these like really soft gloves on, and he was sitting in a weird part of the room, and no one was there, and he was like pretending to squeeze a neck. And I just laughed and laughed. I had no idea. I was like, is he for real? Is he being, he was, well, of course he was being funny. Or was he? <laughs> Sorry. I love, it's like the line of stuff. Anyways, we're going to, we're going to chill out. We're going to smoke a cigarette. We're going to be right back with a great, amazing night of comedy. Yay. Okay. Yay. I bet my peg leg on it. Or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground 
Comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak ceiling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. They're more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base ten times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco, and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open uh, in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Yeah, it goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder.
Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Coming at these bitches and all these snitches hitting switches going back to riches. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated A kiddly die if you do, wouldn't you? Yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. Yeah, it's a Friday night. Yeah, it's 8 o'clock. It's a little past 8 o'clock. We're getting started. That's great. I'm super excited. Yeah. This is a weird weekend, guys. This is the... This is a Memorial Day weekend, and uh, first, we have to understand what Memorial Day is about, and I have no idea. How is it different than Veterans Day? I don't know. There's like, you know, something to do with wars and dead people. The problem with me and uh, this particular anniversary is that horrible, weird things keep happening to me on Memorial Day weekend. I was married on Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, uh, May 28th, 2000. Oh, I was married. Yeah, that was supposed to be the auspicious beginnings of my time with them. No. Uh, then I I left my husband uh, and I got in a DUI on Memorial Day weekend. Ah, seven years later, dude, that's, that's crazy. Flipped the car three times. That's, that's crazy. The China's broken. I broke it. Broke my nose. Blah, blah, blah. All the money later. Woohoo. And then, a few years ago, because now I'm in San Francisco, carnival, fun times, I'm drunk, I got a skateboard, let's skateboard around the mission when everything's closed off, fuck yeah, that's fun, oh no, it didn't fall down then, no, it was the day after, when I was completely sober that I fell on my face and lost two teeth, ah, Memorial Day weekend, woo, some good, good things happen. So then I didn't have a tooth for four years and everybody treated me like a crackhead. And then I finally like saved up $4,000 and got my tooth back and my whole life changed around. So now I'm wondering what's going to happen this year on Memorial Day weekend. I'm like, is something terrible? Do I have, I worked up enough bad karma to, I don't know. My ex-husband's black. I don't know if I'm just, it's all white guilt. It's like, oh, I lost my tooth and I feel like a poor person. I'm a white trash. It's like all my reparations being paid to the ghost of my ex-husband. No, he's still alive. He and his new white wife, they're in the yacht club together in San Diego. Yeah! It's cool. I left the life. He kept it going. <laughs> he just picked up another white lady that loves to be entitled. Hey, welcome to the show! Yeah! Come on in. It's good. It's, God, we got jokes. Funny stuff. I'm trying not to be political. Uh, pfft. Because it's so, it's like shooting fish in a barrel at this point, isn't it? But uh, I, I really love our first lady right now. I have to tell you, I really love her. She is so pretty. She even looks good when she frowns. You know, it's so. She's always frowning, and she still looks good. I'm like, yeah, that's a first lady. She's 46. She looks 36. She she's ageless. She's like a superhero now. Melania, Melania. How do we pronounce her name? I don't know. It's like what is her? What is what is? She, she's not allergic to kryptonite. She there's 
some baby placenta in her skin cream. I don't know what's happening. Uh, I was worried about what was going to be her first lady stance. She's finally picked up bullying, I guess, which is great because like you have to understand it to know it. Like you really, you can only really be third wife eyes down is what I'm saying. You know, like she's so pretty though. It's nice to be a trophy wife. She just didn't know she'd be paraded around so much. It's like, look how skinny and pretty you are. Say something so people will listen to you. I can't even make fun of her voice because she never speaks. Like, I don't know what she sounds like. I'd love to do her accent, but Sylvania or Slovakia, I don't know. I don't know which one she's from, but they both border Hungary. And my God, she's starving. <laughs> you know, like she's so skinny. I was thinking that she would just plagiarize Michelle like she's done in the past and uh, really get on board with the whole thing about hating fat kids. Or like, like Michelle was like, let's work out and we're going to have healthy lunches. Yeah, it's going to be great. No salt and vegetables. And so I thought that Melania would just jump right on board with that and uh, start championing bulimia uh, because it also hates fat children. And she would really be known as an environmentalist uh, because she teaches the kids to vomit into the composting. They're just such good consumers. You know, they eat four times the food of a normal person and then they make they're actually the, when they vomit into the composting it's great because it's uh, regurgitate reuse recycle it's going to be really good for the wine vines in napa it's really acidic and that's really good for the soil so pinot noir this year is going to be really good <laughs> i just want to take entitled white vomit and put it back into the soil so that i can drink wine and then i can in turn vomit Are there any other alcoholics in the house anybody else vomit in the morning no just me cool uh, I've been wanting to kidnap a small child so that I can win the science fair uh, because I have an idea about uh, vomiting. Really, it's uh, about chemistry. So what I do is I drink like I normally do. And then in the morning, when I wake up, I, I go and I pound a glass of water, uh, maybe like 8 or 12 ounces. We have to measure it, right? And we know that it's like 36 degrees because it's out of the refrigerator. And then I, I drink it. And then we time how long it takes for me to vomit that water up. Then I vomit into a cup. We take the temperature of the water and we find out how many calories I burned being an alcoholic. <laughs> you see, that's chemistry. That's math and science. It's all together. You see, because raising one ounce of water one degree is a calorie. So if I drink eight ounces of water and I vomit it 22 minutes later and it's now 76 degrees, I am getting skinnier. <laughs> it's <laughs> small children. I need them to I just, I see the great, like, the trifold thing made out of cardboard, and she's like, the child is like, look, this is the, that's a good science fair project. The other one I want to do is uh, testing the Muni. I need a small child and uh, swabs, litmus paper, and we're going to get on the Muni. We're going to find out if that is chlamydia on the 22. <laughs> is that feces on the 9? Like, what is that liquid? Is that, what are we doing? Like, what is that? Can you get gonorrhea from the 55? You're on the way to the hospital now, so like, what are you? No, the nine is the grossest, you're right. But the, the thing is like, which is, the, which is the grossest bus? I need a small child to figure this out. It's gonna be fun, we're gonna win the mother. Anybody else a loser? I've never won. Has anybody won the science fair in here? Do you won the science fair? Motherfucking Max Eddie, you won the fucking science fair? Fuck you. Was it nepotistic or was it a really good project? It better not have been a fucking Vesuvius. Like the, I poured the thing in, but I'm cute and everybody likes me. It was good. Okay, it was good. It was a good one. 
Was it was it vomiting into a cup to find out how many calories you've burned with your alcoholic mom? Like, ah! But it would be like alcoholic friend mom. They'd be like, how did you find this person? Like, well, uh, my parents go to Burning Man. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's how you answer that. Burning Man, it's gross. The last time I went to Burning Man, I came back and I went to get some dental work done and they were like, you have herpes all over your face. I was like, what? I thought that was the nose disease, but it, it spread all over my whole face. And then I learned what herpes was and that my mother lied to me my entire life. <laughs> That's, yay, STDs. Uh, all right, and I'll, I'll bring it full circle. I talked about my marriage in the beginning. The only STD I ever got was from my first marriage, right? It was an STD that was sexually transmitted debt. <laughs> That's what you get when you get married. Angel knows she just got married. You know what? I didn't know until three years into my marriage that my ex-husband had $15,000 of credit card bills. You had what? You went, it turned out, and it wasn't even, it wasn't even that. It was because in college when we used to drink together and when he'd be like, yeah, I'll buy that 12 pack of Natty Light or whatever, that $5,000 turned into $15,000. He just never said anything. I was like, why are you? Lie to your socialist wife. That's really perfect about the money you owe the government now. Anyways, we sold our house and we paid that back. I know. I know. It's a weird, it's hard to live a bourgeois existence. I know. The middle class doesn't exist anymore unless they make $400,000 a year. I know. <laughs> He's like, and you eat, you eat organic dog food. That's like people food. Like, what is organic dog food? Like, isn't people food better than organic dog food? Like... Because people, f anyways, I don't understand anything. <laughs> My cat is dying. Let's get on with the show. <laughs> it is very sad, but I can't, I don't want to take him to the vet because it's going to stress him out. And then, right? Like, what's better? Like, I take him to the vet and then he, I, I, he might have six months left, but if I freak him out enough, it's going to be three weeks. You know what I mean? Like, let's let that time just <laughs> siphon out the way it should. Snuggling together on the couch, masturbating. Actually, he stopped masturbating. That's how I know he's dying. He used to masturbate on me like at least once a day and he stopped doing that. I'm like, so you're dying? <laughs> okay. That's how you also see the end of a relationship when they stop masturbating against you. Your next comedian has no idea what I'm talking about. She just got married, which means she's in the thick of it. She's like, oh, what? I didn't even know you could... I have no idea what it's like. I don't even remember what it's like to be newly married. The joy that you must experience. It must be terrible for your comedy. How do you make comedy out of joy and wonderment? It's going to be great. Everybody put your hands together for Angel Weaver. Yay! I did. I just got married a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I know you see the ring. It's humongous. Thank you. Um, but I did just get married. And uh, you guys, I found the one uh, black guy in San Francisco, that is. I found him. He's mine. But people have been telling me, like Pam did, they're like, oh my gosh, marriage is hard work. It is hard work. And I'm like, yes, that sounds right. And they're like, 50% of marriages, 50% of marriages end in divorce. And I was like, you know what's hard work? Paying San Francisco rent on a single income, okay? Like, that's, that's hard work. So I will take my 50% chance for a 50% discount. Like, I'll do it. I'm fine with that. I'm completely fine with that. Um, another cool thing about being married is that you become the trusted person for relationship advice with your friends. 
So all of my friends now trust me to give them relationship advice. They're like, fuck those 72 other guys that think you're a psychopathic crazy bitch. <laughs> One wanted to stick with you, so now I'm qualified. And I think that's funny because there's no other situation where that would work. Like if you're going skydiving and someone was like, yeah, I killed 72 other people, but one made it down okay. You'd get out of there. Wow, you'd get out of there. Um, let's see, other marriage material. I've been working on a lot since I got married three weeks ago. Um, what else? Oh, <laughs> uh, me and my partner, surprise, surprise, have been trying some crazy stuff out in the bedroom, which is exciting. Um, this feels so weird to say in front of you, dog, but I let my partner come in me for the first time. I did, I let that happen. Thank you so much, thank you. Uh, thank you for your applause, appreciate it. Uh, people tell you about how good that's gonna feel. They talk about the pleasure. Nobody prepares you for the mess. Uh, and I really think they should. Like, I, <laughs> I really think it should come with a warning that says, ladies, don't try this at home. Uh, try it at his house, okay? <laughs> try it over there, because that cum just spits right out of you like a loogie. It is intense. Have you ever just been sitting at work, ladies, and you're like, is that discharge or is that yesterday's cum? Like, I don't, I don't know what's coming out of me. It's great. It's really great. Um, so uh, something else about me, uh, I think feminism is messed up. I do. I'm a woman, and I think that. Uh, it's okay. Um, and it's not because I don't agree with the cause. Like, I do. Like, do I not want to be sexually assaulted? Duh. <laughs> okay. Do I want equal pay? Yes, I do. Um, I believe in equality. I believe that people everywhere should be treated equally. That is why I use the handicap stall, because segregation is wrong. But... The reason why I think feminism is messed up is because the word, the word, okay? Because all my life I was taught that isms were bad, okay? Sexism, bad. Racism, worst. Evangelism, annoying, you know, like they're all. And then feminism was like, we're not like all the other isms, we're a good ism, okay? which is how you can tell a white person came up with it. <laughs> like, we're not like all the other white people. I'm a good white person. Doesn't exist. Good white people don't exist. Hot take. Um, <laughs> I really, what else is going on with me? Um, oh, come on in. Hi, how's it going? Good, that's awesome, wow. So many people. Just half the set gone. <laughs> no, it's perfect. Perfect timing. Um, let's see. Let's talk about consent. I think that's a fun topic to talk about. Consent is cool. Apparently, men don't understand what consent is, and they're getting in trouble because of it. Uh, one of those men being Louis C.K. Louis C.K. got in trouble because he was calling women with his dick out, masturbating on the other end without getting their permission. And I was like, what the fuck, okay? Who the fuck still calls people anymore? <laughs> Send a dick pic like a normal pervert, am I right? I love, 
I love a good dick pic. I do actually leave my airdrop on in case strangers want to send me surprises. Actually, the other day I was in D.C. and a stranger did send me his dick pic via airdrop. This is... And it was quite large, so I sent a thumbs up. I sent an emoji back. It was nice. Uh, But it's not just men getting in trouble for doing stupid stuff. Uh, Companies are also getting in trouble. One of those companies being H&M. H&M recently got in trouble because they put a little black boy in a hoodie that said, coolest monkey in the jungle. They did that shit. And I was like, what the fuck, H&M? That's fucking racist. You can't just put little black boys in hoodies. can't do it we've seen what happens we've seen <laughs> what happens whoo this feels like how how long six oh all right that means i have four more <laughs> um let's see oh this is tough this is tough I um This is good, right? The silence. We like this. We like this silence. It's fun. I um <laughs> I'm not stalling. I definitely did my set in order. Can you guys tell? And now I'm like just right where I need to be. That's exactly <laughs> Where I am, what do you guys want to talk about? What do people want to talk about here? What are the hot takes? Nothing, nobody. I like that one too, that's a good one. Um, so I've been, I've been taking a lot of Uber pools, I do. I take a lot of Uber pools because I love a good sale and uh, I, lo- <laughs> I love when I get picked up first but I get dropped off last, that is not I love when I get picked up last (laughs) and dropped off first. Does anybody else love that? Yeah, the punchline's not gonna work there. Another thing about Uber pools is that they let you know how long it's gonna take before they come. Really wish men would start doing the same, you know? Heads up would be nice, that's all I'm saying. The other day I was in an Uber pool and uh, I had got really, really high. It was my first time doing an edible, and I thought, since I've never done one, why not try two? You know, like, why not start there? So I was in the back of this Uber pool, extremely high, and I was praying to God, that sinner's prayer. And I was like, God, if you just get me through this, I will never do another edible ever again. And I guess I said this prayer out loud because all of a sudden my driver's just like, yeah, right. (laughs) So I'm sitting in the back of this Uber pool, just high out of my mind. And then the app makes that noise. It sounds like, da-na-na-na, to let you know that another rider has been added to your your car. Uh, It also sounds a lot like you should have just called a regular fucking Uber uh, because you'd be home by now. But I was sitting in the back, and I looked in the app, and it says, next rider added to your pool, Jesus. That is what my app says and so i knew that was a sign that i was going straight to hell um also known as daily city because that's where i was headed and uh i'm sitting in the back of this uber pool and jesus gets in the car and jesus is real cool 
and he starts talking to the driver and the driver's like what were you doing this weekend and he's like oh i uh i went to this concert by myself and i was like yep that's what jesus would do like jesus would definitely like who would he be hanging out with so then he starts talking to the driver and the driver and jesus is like uh you know i was going car shopping with my father this weekend because my father knows a lot about cars and i was like your father is all knowing <laughs> okay <laughs> your father is god like let's be real <laughs> and so i start sitting in the back feeling guilty because i'm in the car with jesus and this driver and i start confessing all my uber sins <laughs> i'm like that smell earlier that was me i farted i'm so sorry um also you said i could take one candy i took two <laughs> and i'm definitely not going to tip you okay i'm in an uber pool <laughs> like i don't have so in my mind, I've said this comprehensive list, but because I'm super high, all that comes out is, I don't have any money. <laughs> and so, so the driver looks up at me and he's like, ma'am, you are the most high rider I've ever fucking picked up. And I was like, sir, we are in, this, we're in the car with the son of the most high, okay? Don't be disrespectful. <laughs> Hey, yo, my name's Angel. You guys have been great. Thank you. Son of the most high. You don't have any money. Just don't flash that ring around, girl. What? Is that thing real? Fuck! It's like that disco ball in the corner. Ow! It's good stuff. No, I understand exactly what you're talking about, about the cum falling out of you at inappropriate times. I've had an IUD for four years, so that's a piece of copper jewelry in my uterus uh, keeps out all the dead babies like a pool sweeper it's good but that's fun so the cum is in you and then uh, you walk around and you cough and it's like oh why do I have nice panties I mean I guess that's why guys should buy you nice panties because the only thing that's going to ruin them is their cum on the it's worse than anything it makes hard and crusty like you're I mean I'm sorry you just never know. I started. I wear like baby bib, like, like actual baby bibs in my pants, because then they soak up all them. You wash them. I'm a socialist. Let's get on to your next. <laughs> I'm a cheap person. That's a different socialism and being poor are two different things. They just deal with the same issues. Your next comedian is so funny, and I, he's one of my favorite people in San Francisco and just in general in the world. He's just an amazing human being. Uh, he's so funny, and I can't wait to see, every time. I can't wait to see the thing he showed me. The thing when he's in this new commercial, and I didn't get to see it yet. But it's like the things before he's in a green screen, and the things are flying in his face. I can't wait. He's in commercials sometimes, and uh, we hope we're, you guys are gonna love him right now. Everybody, Clay Newman, yay! Uh, some of you guys groaned at the idea of Pam using a bib to. <laughs> Do you not know Pam? I was relieved. Like, it's like, oh God, please don't let it be a diva cup. Like, <laughs> this could be so much worse. I use it for my weed plants. Oh no, I smoked some of that. Damn it, Pam. Stop cooking with breast milk. It's exciting, you guys. Thank you for hanging out. Appreciate it. Uh, I hope you all realize how important you are to the comedy process. Like uh, this, the comics, we appreciate you hanging out, but you guys just being here. Thank you for being here. We need you guys. Yeah, thank you. There's no rehearsal for us. Like we don't get band practice. I, I can't just say a joke in the shower and be like, "Ha ha ha, that was funny." <laughs> we need you guys. 
Like, do you realize if none of you were here right now, logistically, this wouldn't be a performance? Like, logistically, this would be schizophrenia. <laughs> this would just be another problem in the mission. It's an interesting time we're living in, 2018. Rules are sort of getting jumbled around. Some are established. Some rules are pretty much set. Like, it's established at this point, white people, we should know not to even ask to touch our African-American friend's hair. Why are we still asking? What do you want to learn? It's rude. Stop asking. Nobody wants that shit. It's 2018. Don't ask to touch your black friend's hair. But at the same time, I've discovered in 2018, no rule yet about whether or not you could touch Jews. People are just going for it. <laughs> Y'all just have at it. People just paw the fuck out of my hair without asking. Without asking. I don't even get it asked. Not only do people not ask if they could touch my hair, they have the indecency to be disappointed in it. What? You're going to touch my hair, the first word out of your mouth is, mm, I thought it'd be thicker. Fuck you. I thought it'd be thicker. How about, wow, how soft. That's how conditioner works. It's a trade-off. Very frustrating. It's been a weird week for me. Uh, I had somebody sleep in my car. I woke up to just a dude, just a homeless guy sleeping in my car. Uh, and like, I didn't leave the door unlocked. Um, it had been broken into a few weeks ago. This is an ongoing series of incidents. Uh, somebody broke into the window and I figured like I could just put cardboard over it and tape and that's it. Like, it'd be fine. Like, not only was I so proud of myself for that probably being the, like, closest to construction. I'm going to call it construction. Like, I think that's, I don't think you call it construction on a car. But I did construction on my car. Like, it was. It survived rain. Like, I constructed a window. It's like, like in the wild, too. This is the second reasoning I had. In the wild, like a possum plays dead. It looks ugly. Nothing would eat a possum. It's disgusting. You wouldn't eat a possum. That's what I thought I was doing with my window. If I just had a cardboard taped window, well constructed as it was, people would look at it and be like, there's nothing in there for me. Somebody already killed that possum. <laughs> I didn't realize smaller animals might just sleep in the fucking possum. I didn't realize that was a possibility. I didn't even think that was a problem. Uh, he got into my car and he rubbed through the trunk and he rummaged through the passenger side compartment. He rummaged through the driver's side compartment. And apparently all of that rummaging was very tiring because he just took a nap after that. And like, I get that, you know, not all of us can quote Shakespeare. Most of us don't remember having to read Grapes of Wrath. Well, we all fucking remember Goldilocks, right? Like, that's the one rule that's more important than don't shit where you eat. You don't shit where you eat. You don't steal where you sleep. It's just like very basic rules. Very basic. Long story short, he stole my glasses. <laughs> he took my seat. You know, the one thing that, you know, it's actually kind of the perfect crime because it's like, oh, he's not going to know that I took these. It's going to take him at least five minutes of fumbling around to realize this shit. Uh, I learned something also. I finally, at 30 years old, have accepted the fact that cheap means both inexpensive and poor quality. I hate these fucking glasses. I bought turtle shell. I went with turtle shell. What the fuck is wrong with me? I'm an adult, 30 years old. I get turtle shell glasses. Horrible. Just terrible decisions left and right. Ah, oh, man. Yeah, this, I get to, I got a weekend coming up in, uh, then I'm not bragging. Fresno, California. I get to go. Not even. I'm performing in Clovis, California, which is a suburb of Fresno, California. I'm not even going to Fresno proper. 
to perform at an Italian restaurant in Clovis, California. And I'm going to be honest, I'm excited. Like, I don't know how a lot of my little jokey jokes work here in San Francisco. I know how you fucking liberals handle my jokey jokes, but I don't know about the hill people, like, about the valley people, the river people. Ugh. It's like California is such a weird place because people think it's all Baywatch outside of California. It's not. It's not. There's a there's a scale. There's a scale of ocean to river. Does that make sense? Like, because if you live by an ocean, at least the Pacific, you're probably not racist. Like, if you could look out of the ocean, you could see how big it is and how vast it is, and you look at it and you'd be like, "This world's so bigger. It's so much bigger than me. What am I?" I'm a homophobic. I took the time to be home. I hate Mexicans. Look how big this world is. What is America? What am I? And then you look across the river and you're like, you think Mexicans get across that river? <laughs> Rivers are way more racist. Every, every city in California I rank on a scale from ocean to river. San Francisco, 95% ocean. 95% ocean. Financial district's still here. They're a little river. Uh, Fresno? I go 80% river. 80% river. It's ugly out there. It's ugly. Last time I was in Fresno, I kept asking people, and I wasn't doing this to make fun of them. I was genuinely like curious, like, what's the industry out here? And like, what do you mean? Like, like San Francisco, there's the tech industry in LA. They have the film industry. What's the industry here? And like, I work at Denny's. My mom works at Denny's, so I guess mostly Denny's. <laughs> But yeah, let's keep this game going. What's a, give me a, a city in California. I'll rank it for you. I clearly pointed to him, sir. You're from a river town, aren't you? I can tell. It's very river antics. San Diego. Ooh, San Diego's interesting. Uh, San Diego, you want it to be 100% ocean? It makes sense for it to be 100% ocean. But they really don't like Mexicans down there. Like, I don't know if there are deltas or something creeping towards the ocean. Maybe it's like, ooh, the Air Force might not be helping. But uh, there, there's a lot of angry conservative people down there. It's very, like, like I got, I got drunk in San Diego recently. And I'm used to, in San Francisco, if just, like, a bunch of dudes are walking down the street, just, like, shirtless, glitters everywhere. They're all, like, sweating profusely. That's pride. That's a great night. That happens in fucking San Diego. That's a fraternity. That's a bad night. That's a much more aggressive night. It's different kinds of fisting. <laughs> Bakersfield, by the way, why would you ask Bakersfield? I just said Fresno. You just got the answer. What is Bakersfield? Like, is there a difference between Bakersfield and Fresno? Just, like, 30 miles south and... That's it. Not even 30. What am I talking? Now I'm getting, now I clearly don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, I need a GPS to go home, you guys. Uh, all right. Well, that's as far as that game's going. Feel pretty good about that. Yeah, yeah. Quit while you're ahead. It's a lesson for you. That's how you become one of Pam's favorites right there. Oh, Mutiny Radio. I love this place dearly. I love when an image tells a story. And I feel like sunflower seeds with a circle around it and a line crossed out tells a very clear story. You guys have to stop smoking sunflower seeds. It is not healthy. Is that the new thing? Is Tide Pods not enough for you fucking millennials? You're just smoking sunflower seeds now? Yeah, it's salty. That's not okay, though. I don't know why I said, yeah, it's salty. Like, that would excuse it. Um... 
No, I know exactly why. I was a chubby kid that played baseball growing up. Sunflower seeds was why I played baseball. It was great. You were allowed to eat sunflower seeds in right field. That's why right field was awesome. I, I had the most great revelation as a kid. I was a chubby kid playing baseball the year that the knee, the reverse knee pads come out. I don't know if any of you guys know what I'm talking about. Everybody played baseball or softball and you caught for years. Catchers just did this. Just did, they just squatted. They just squatted and that was their fucking life. And they squatted until they were 29 years old and then they had multiple knee surgeries and then they had to run to first base like this and announcers would be like, oh, he's so slow. He gave up his knees for you. <laughs> Hundreds of years. Maybe 70 years. <laughs> Catchers did this. And then one day, some brilliant fucking lazy man's like, how about pad wedges? And then they just stuck like two wedge of cheeses behind your knee. It was so it's the greatest thing in the world. Like the first, if you've never tried a squatty potty, it's the closest you'll ever come to what I'm talking about right now. Is nobody in here trying a squatty potty? No, okay, yeah, you know what I'm talking, there's something, like, it's natural, you guys, like, if you really want to do it right, you hang on to a bar from the ceiling, and then you throw it afterwards, that's, that's, like, that's extreme, though, that's too natural. I, mean, I, I, I didn't grow up with squatty potties. I saw one at a friend's house recently, and it wasn't like a friend's house that I'd expect. It's, uh, this is a deep reference. It's Sylvan House, which is like, like imagine the full house house, right? Just big, beautiful San Francisco Victorian, only everybody on that show smoked a lot of meth. Like, that's the Sylvan House. Just this beautiful piece of San Francisco history that just years of abuse has been hurled at it. Uh... That's where I saw my first squatty potty. And like I, I my first thought genuinely was like, it's just so when you throw up, you don't have to put your knees on the pissed on floor. Like that's exactly what I thought a squatty potty was for. Um Well you guys, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for hanging out. Enjoy the rest of the show. Clay Newman, everyone. Yay! One of my favorite comics. Yay! Squatty potty. I don't, I, the one thing, the only thing that came about when they put those things in your knees, the only thing I can equate it to is I used to get dental work and they made you keep your mouth open and then all of a sudden they had like the things you could bite on. They like made it so that you chew on the thing. I'm like, look at that. You help, you have a little, anyway, I'm like, ooh, technology is great. I still don't understand Twitter. Uh, your next comedian, what a funny young man he is. Everybody put your hands together for Max Eddie. Yo, Clay, real quick. I'm pretty sure at some point the entire Full House cast did meth. Like, I think not all at the same time and not on the show, but for sure, like, Michelle, definitely. Uh, fucking uh, Dave Coulier and Bob Saget were doing comedy in the 70s and 80s. They were for sure, they, they hit it at some point, but uh, does it, they don't have that Sylvan House charm, man. That's good. Okay. Um, so, you guys, hi. Uh, uh, I am Max. Uh, I am bisexual. Uh, in case you don't know, that means I like women and attention. That's fun. So, um, I, I love I love performing at Muni. It's a really like intimate venue. Um, I'd like to get to know y'all a little bit. Um, maybe uh, we could go around. A couple of you could say my name. 
Yeah. Oh, that was so close to the last performer's name. That was so great. Thank you so much. Wait, how about you, sir? Did you want to? Max. Oh, that's it. Give him a round of applause. That's great. Thank you so much. I love when people say my name. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. Some pe sometimes people don't say my name, though, like when they greet me. Like, uh, I was on Muni yesterday, and a homeless man came up to me, looked me dead in the eye, and just said, Gay Conan! <laughs> I, I was like, okay. Um, one, for the record, man, I'm bi. I am not gay yet. And also, uh, you got cable? <laughs> Didn't know they had TBS on the T train. <laughs> that's fun. I got him. He served him right. There we go. Boom. Ah, uh, no, that's fun, man. I, I realized, though, I, so I'm a bi man, but I'm not a member of like the LGBT community. Like, I don't really want it to be my identity. Like, I don't want to be identified by my sexuality. Because most of the time, I am not having sex. Like, I actually did the calculation. And this year, I've been on BART more than I've been in someone. <laughs> By far. It's bad. That's fine. People, people like are surprised when I say that to them because they're like, oh, you like, you like dudes and girls. You must be like swimming in them. <laughs> uh, and I'm just like, they do still have to say yes. And it, that's the law. <laughs> that's fun. But, uh, but yeah, it's just, not, it's just not my thing like to have the identity. Like I, I honestly kind of wish Bart Ryder were an identity I could take on. Uh, because I feel like having an identity is all about coming together uh, to talk about shared struggles. And I have so many shared struggles on BART, and no one talks about them. Like, I was on BART last week. Uh, I ride public transit a lot. That's really a theme of my set, by the way. I am very poor. But uh, I was on BART last week during rush hour, and a homeless man starts you know, <laughs> jacking off, jacking off. And I'm just like, why, why is no one saying anything? Um, and it, then like, while he's jacking off, he goes, hey, gay Conan. And I'm like, what? D don't look at me, man. Like, come on. It was a different guy too. What the fuck? That's fun. Like, honestly, if I was, like, I wish Bart was a community like that. Cause that was just so, it was so weird for me. Like, if a guy started doing that in a group of bisexual men, it would probably be cool. You know, it's probably pride or something. It's June. Happened again. There we go. That's fun, man. But, uh, no, yeah. I even, I, I realized, like, even on the higher end, like, even if I were having sex, like, one time every day, I still want, wouldn't want that to be my identity because if I'm having sex like one time every day, that's still only five hours of my day. <laughs> like I still have 19 hours of other things. You know, I sleep eight, but that's not an identity, you know? Like, like no one cares how you sleep. Like I didn't come out to my parents as like a side sleeper. <laughs> you know, sometimes I'm on the left, sometimes I'm on the right. It's... You know, I go both ways. <laughs> it's
it's like being bi. It's diff it's like being bi. That's what I was. That's the analog. It's comedy. It's good. There we go. But no, it's fun, man. But uh, but yeah, I actually I did come out last year, and um, you guys don't have to clap. Yeah. I mean, you guys don't have to clap louder. There we go. That's what I wanted to hear. That is what I want. Neil, you don't have to clap. I'm just Pam-centric clapping. There we go. I don't know. But uh, no, it's fun. I actually, there's some stuff you've got to figure out when you come out um, that I wasn't expecting. Like, you actually have to choose someone to come out to first. It's kind of, it's a weird decision. Um, I decided to come out to my grandpa first because he has, he has Alzheimer's. He has Alzheimer's, so I can come out as many times as I need to. It's God's reset button. It's, most people don't get that opportunity. It's amazing. But the first time I came out to him, I, I actually, uh, he misheard me. I told him, Grandpa, I'm bisexual. And what he heard was, Grandpa, I'm bicycle. That's cute, right? He was just like, what are you going to do? Let people ride you around all day long? Um... Maybe. <laughs> haven't, haven't figured that part out yet. I don't know. Um, we'll see. But that's fun. Actually, I came out to my sister, and she said she doesn't believe in someone being bisexual. And she has also seen a ghost. <laughs> so those are just two things about her. Um, this is how she explained seeing a ghost to me, by the way. She was just like, I was just, it was in high school when we were growing up. And I was just sitting downstairs watching TV, and all of a sudden I hear someone come through our front door, and it's a ghost, and he limps up the stairs. He, the, the ghost, so the ghost limped. Why, why would a ghost have a limp? And also, why do you have to call it out like that? Like, if the ghost is real, it has real feelings, right? Like, that's fucked up. Ah, uh, whatever. But no, she's like, the ghost limps up the stairs, goes into the attic, and then for five hours, I just hear a pounding like this. And then I hear a scream, just, ah! You guys. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> and, and, and Jeff. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Um, I did give him the limp. Um, it's fun. That was hour four. It's fun. I, I just want to make it clear. I, that's not a bit. I do, unfortunately, last five hours every time. It is a curse. Um, and I'm glad you guys are here to, like, help me through it. Thank you. Cheaper than therapy, man. It's cheaper than therapy. <laughs> that's fun. But, uh, but yeah, man, um, actually someone, uh, someone one time asked me like, oh, did Jeff, like, cause your sister thought he was a ghost. Like, did Jeff ghost you? I was like, good one. You should get on stage. Um, but I was like, nah, Jeff actually didn't ghost me because, uh, Jeff was 19 years old and I was 15. And, uh, are you guys familiar with the, 
age of consent in California? More than 15. <laughs> exactly, it's a good way to keep a guy around. He gives me a good time, I give him his freedom. It's beautiful. You guys aren't fans of statutory rape? Um, it's fine, no, not, in, not a lot of crowds <laughs> are for it, but that's uh, no, fun. I think uh, that's, that's actually all I wanted to go through, but did you guys, did you guys like this? That's great. No, honestly, like, I love doing set. I'm, I'm my biggest critic, though, when I do comedy. And I did fucking amazing. So thank you guys so much. My name is Max Eddy. Give Max Eddy a gift. Uh, this is a pin. Isn't it pretty? My friend makes him. His name is Ant. It says pride. It's really good for pride. It's pretty manly. See how it's brown in the background? And there's a little thing. Isn't that nice? The rainbow only has six colors, though. I don't know how many colors the rainbow's supposed to have. Roy G. Bibb, baby. Roy G. Bibb. I don't. I'm, I'm cisgendered. Yeah. Yay! He gets a pin. Yay, Max Eddie. Yay! Yay! Your next comedian's from far away. Yay! That means that he's extra special funny because we've never heard his jokes. <laughs> Everybody put your hands together for Raymond Montoya! Hey guys doing? Excellent. I'm I being far away means you're funny. I'm gonna use that as my credits from here on out. It's just I'm from Alaska. No, um it's it's, it's interesting because it's a radio, this is a radio show. Most of my jokes are very physical, so you guys will be like, fuck yeah, and then everybody on the radio will be like, what the fuck is he doing, which, that's, yeah, and then also, uh, Max is doing a lot of location-specific jokes. I'm gonna have zero of those, guys. I have no, I don't even know where I am right now. This is, yeah, so, Waze is my, is my best friend. That's all I know, so. Um, got a story for you guys. I, I have the craziest, absolute, just nuts story that I have to tell you. Um, I wish Clay was still here because he was kind of talking about this, but you know, I'll tell him on the street another time. Um, I've been super tired recently, ridiculously just super tired because uh, I, I haven't been getting much sleep. I was working late at this place called Yucca Valley. Does anybody know what or where Yucca Valley is? He's like, I think, I don't know. what's up? I don't even know Vac Vacaville around here. I don't know. Uh, yeah, see, see, I threw a reference at you, and you threw a reference that I don't even understand back at me. Um, that's how foreign this language is. Um, so, if, if you don't know um, what or where Yucca Valley is, um, imagine if like Bakersfield and Lancaster had like a little crack baby. That's Yucca Valley. Yeah, like if crystal meth were a place, and all the people in that place did crystal meth. That's where I was, that's Yucca Valley, that's where I existed for a night and worked my ass off. Um, and it was super late, it was like one o'clock in the morning, I was dead tired, I was starving. And I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go on Yelp and I'm gonna find the highest starred place to eat here in Yucca Valley. And uh, five star review, highest rated place um, was Little Caesars. <laughs> yeah. Looks like I'm eating at Little Caesars. Um, so I go in there, um, it's one o'clock in Yucca Valley, so I'm the only person in there, except behind the counter um, is this lady thing. And I say lady thing because the name on the name tag was a lady name, but the thing attached to the name tag was interesting. Like, I don't really know how to describe her. Like, if Yucca Valley were a person, she worked here at this Little Caesars. That's who was serving me my food. Um, 
So I walk up. I'm super tired. I've been to a restaurant before, so I just know what I'm doing. I walk up and I start ordering immediately. Don't say hi, nothing. Just, can I get a pepperoni pizza, cheese sticks, and a drink? But as I'm ordering, this lady's just looking around. She's just like, just like she's looking for an answer to a question that I didn't ask. She's just like, About a minute after I finished ordering, she locks eyes with me and she just goes, hi, welcome to Little Caesars. Like I didn't just order from her, like a minute, like completely over her head. I don't know what to do, so I just ordered again. I was just like, hi, can I get a pepperoni pizza, cheese sticks, and a drink? And this time, she starts looking around super suspicious. She's like, she reaches behind the counter, grabs a beer and just starts drinking it like this. She's like. I'm the only person in this entire place. And I'm ordering from you, lady. Like, I can see what you're doing. There's no FBI here. Like, just. So she puts the beer down. After she's drink, she pops up and just goes, that'll be 2173. I was like, there are no fucking won't. This is Little Caesars. Yeah, pizzas are like $5 here. There's no way it's that much money. Maybe if you punch it into your little computer, a different number will come up. I don't know. I don't work here. I'm just trying to help you out, lady. You know, run a proper business. So she, she punches it in and she goes, oh, that'll be 1113. I was like, that's way more like it. Yes, absolutely. I'll pay that. I go pull my money out of my pocket. As I'm pulling out my money to pay this lady, this boy just emerges from the back of the restaurant. I haven't seen him this entire time. Maybe 13, 14 years old. Also has a beer in his hand. Not old enough to drink it. Fucking, I don't know. And he comes, and I thought he was going to come, and there's like a little side swinging door, and I thought he was going to go and leave and walk out of my life forever. No, no, that's not what happened. This boy comes and just puts his feet on the counter and steps, like, his dirty-ass shoes where my food's going to be, he just, like, steps over and sits in the only open chair that I have to wait for my food. Yeah. So now I, I step aside, and I'm looking at these two employees like, what the fuck is going on here? What's happening? I, like, maybe this Little Caesar's closed at, like, 6, and they're just dressing up and pretending to take my money. Like... Maybe they live here. I don't know. This is Yucca Valley. Anything is possible. I have no clue what's going on. So I wait like five minutes, and my food comes up in the window. I don't know who made it. Maybe Little Caesar himself. No clue. I have no idea. But I walk up to the counter, because obviously this is my food, right? I mean, clearly. Um, so I walk up to the counter. This is my favorite part of the story. I couldn't even make this part up if I wanted to. I've, I've tried to think of something funnier, but I can't. The lady, the lady turns around, grabs the food, puts it on the counter, and just starts looking around the restaurant like this place is packed. She's just like, who's is this? She grabs the microphone and yells, like as loud as she can, she yells, Order for Raymond? I almost didn't take it. I was almost like, no, bitch, it's not mine. Figure this one out. I don't know. It's ghost food. I don't, I don't know. I was like, no, this is my food. Give me my food. I take my food. I go home. Two-hour drive later, immediately tell my family about this story because I'm losing my mind. Like, there's something, you know, something's going on. So I'm repeating everything that happened as best as I can remember it, and my sister stops me. She goes, Raymond, I'm going through Yucca Valley tomorrow. 
I'm going to stop at this little Caesars and see what's up. I was like, tell me. You got to just call me. Let me know. I got to know. The next day comes. I kind of forget about it a little bit, but uh, it's about six, seven o'clock, and my sister calls me, and uh, she's like, hey, I'm here. And I was like, what's going on? Do you see a lady thing? Anything weird happening? Are people drunk? What's happening? I have no idea. (laughs) She gets super quiet, and like a few minutes later, she goes, Raymond, this little Caesars closed three months ago. I got Twilight Zone at Yucca Valley, people. So if anybody ever goes there, you got to call me and tell me what the fuck's going on because I'm losing sleep. Like, it's a legitimate fear of mine now. Like, it's too much. It's just way too much. <laughs> Nuts. I uh, tell you guys a little bit about myself. Um, my name is Raymond Montoya. Montoya is Hispanic. I was shocked too, guys. It's okay. No need to respond or react. I found I was like, oh, shit, cool. That's aw- That's awesome. Yeah. Normally, I tell people I'm Hispanic, and uh, I get to the stage, and they kind of just try to figure out what I am and just guess. Like, I get up here, and they look at me, and they're like, what the fuck is that? Just, you know what that is? That's a gay hipster Viking. That's what that is. Yep. Uh-huh. I can see it. The whole package right there. Gay hipster Viking. Sometimes I tell people I'm Hispanic. Their response, they go, no, you're not Spanish. Speak Spanish to me and prove to me that you're Spanish, which is super weird, right? Like, you can't just tell somebody that they're not something unless they can prove it, you know? You don't walk up to blind kids and be like, nah, you're not blind. Read Braille to me and prove to me that you're blind. Like, super weird. For the radio people, I shook my hand in front of the blind kid's face. Just a little co- audio commentary. It was really funny. You all missed it, but it's all good. <laughs> It works out in my favor, though, sometimes. Um, like, if I were to steal a TV, and the only description that they have of me is that I'm Hispanic, Papa's got a new TV every single time. I get away with it. It's my, I have 37 TVs at home, people. It's my, it's my go-to crime. I love it. It's amazing. For college, for financial aid, they're like, if you're white, you get $1,000. But if you're Hispanic, you get $5,000. So I'm like, hola, como estas? Me llamo es Ramon. Dame la dinero, por favor. Just salsa my way to the money. Just, muchos gracias. For the radio people, I salsa on stage. It's, just want to let you guys know. Um, I don't know. How much time do I have left? I'm, over a minute. Oh, wow. Okay. Let's see. How can I end this for you guys? Um, all right. I just moved out recently. I moved out of my parents' house, um, which is a huge deal in Southern California. I know it's an even bigger deal here, which is awesome. Um, and it's funny because I moved out with my girlfriend. But in the relationship, I don't fight. Like, I'm not a fighter. I, I just can't. I can't fight. And so in order to, like, disengage from a fight, I just start cleaning shit around the house. Like, that's what I do when I get in a fight. Yeah, so you're, like, super happy. You're like, yeah, I need to find a man like that. Yeah. But now that we've lived together for a while, I feel like she's just picking fights with me so I clean shit around the house. Yeah, right? Like, yeah, like, we hand do all of our dishes and um, she's like, babe, it's time to do the dishes. I don't really want to do the dishes. Uh, let's go to dinner. If we go to dinner, we don't got to do the dishes. She's like, okay, I'm like, score. Go to dinner, have a great time. We come home, babe, it's time to do the dishes. I don't really want to do the dishes. Let's watch a movie. If we watch a movie, we don't got to do the dishes. She's like, fine. We start watching the movie. Everything's great. About 30 minutes into the movie, she pauses it and she stares at me with that look. And guys were like, what? did I do? What? I did something wrong. I can see it on your face. What's going on? She goes, can you tell me why you were flirting with the waitress at dinner tonight? I was not flirting with the waitress at dinner tonight. That's bullshit. That was all her. You know what? Fuck this. I'm doing the dishes. Just over in the corner at the sink, just glaring at her like, 
every single time. It's ridiculous. And I get that from my mom, 100%. Like, that's how me and my sister would gauge how, how bad my parents' fights were as what she was cleaning around the house. So, like, if they were dust, if she was dusting, they're fine. There's no divorce happening in the household. They're going to be fine. Uh, but one fight, I remember it was really bad, uh, like two, three hours. We left. We came home. All of the carpets were shampooed. And we're like, damn. Dad's staying at grandma's for a few days. This is bad. This is a bad fight. The worst fight ever. I was like six, seven hours. It was a blowout. Uh, me and my sister left. We came home. My parents were gone. Nothing was clean. And we're like, they're dead. I don't... <laughs> They killed each other. I don't know what happened. We're like checking shit around the house. Like, it's still dirty. There's dust. I don't know what's going on. Freaking out. We, we're trying to figure everything out, and we hear the car screech up the driveway. So we run outside. My parents are, pull up in the driveway. My dad gets out of the passenger door, defeated. He lost. You could see it was all over his face. He lost. Mom gets out, huge grin, and she has bags and tools from Home Depot. Yeah, and she gets out, big smile, and she just yells, come on, kids, we're remodeling the kitchen. <laughs> Three kitchen remodels, no divorce. That's how you make a marriage last 27 years, people. I'm just saying. So, Hey, guys, that is my time. My name is Raymond Montoya. Thank you so much. Woo! Raymond Montoya! Hooray! Just moved out of his parents' house. Hooray! So exciting, being an adult, living on your own. Uh, your next comedian, she's such an adult. She's outside with her dog. She actually lives in a van. Because fuck rent, right? Uh, this is going to be a lot of fun because you guys get, you get the dog and the human. It is, you get a twofer. It is going to be entertaining. Hey, put your hands together for Journey Roberts. Yeah. I don't know if watching someone fail at dog training is entertaining, but yeah, no, not really. Uh, I do. Fuck rent. In this city, uh, I live without rent, uh, and I take all the money because there's no working people in this city, so they pay me ridiculous, stupid money, plus 10, because uh, fuck this city. Fuck this city! But I live in a van, uh, which uh, is a step down for me from a school bus, but I'm doing better than my parents who were car people, so you want your kids to do better than you do, right? I'm killing it in a cargo van. I got, <laughs> I'm doing murder, murder in a cargo van. Uh, I'm just, that's my fiscal responsibility is the fucking, I recommend it by the way to everyone. I know you think it sounds like a real stupid, weird, dumb idea and where do I get water, but uh, do the things. Okay, uh, <laughs> do the fucking things. I just, I think about all the horrible things that have to happen to you before you're a person, which I think is given short shrift in this nice, pretty, ridiculous society. I know the dog is way more interesting than I am. I don't. I walk down the street and they go, you're the girl with the pretty dog, which is what every girl dreams of. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, yes, I, that's me. I am the girl with the pretty dog, you fucking homeless sack of garbage. Uh, but that's fine. He's real cute, I know. Uh, <clears throat> so I'm a mean, I'm a mean fucking person. Is anyone else here a mean, mean person? I used to have a boyfriend, uh, but I could hurt his feelings just agreeing with him. He kept, he kept wanting to sit me down and be like, no babies, I don't want any babies. And I was always like, yeah, we're good, Sparky. No one is trying to trap you, you fucking, your cum doesn't taste special to me, <laughs> fucking piece of shit. Uh, so I'm mean, I'm pro-bullying. Is anyone else 
I heard this guy on NPR, he was super broken up because when he was 15, some kids threw him in a lake. So he went back to his reunion to tell them he makes more money than they do. Which I'm pretty sure is why that little fucking bitch ass sack of shit got his ass. Thrown in a fucking lake, guys, some people. Just need to be fucking bullied. Uh, shh, like this, whiny. Hey, buddy. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm mean, I'm pro-bullying. I just think of all the horrible things that have to happen to you before you're like a person. Have you ever, th like any great figure in history, like horrible, like they had polio, mom died when they were seven, like some horrible shit turned them into human beings. And I know people go, oh, everyone's just a person. And no, I'm sorry. <laughs> some of you haven't fucking. <laughs> Buddy. I'm gonna let him. I'm gonna let him be free. He's free-range doggo now. He's real friendly. I know he looks like an African wild dog, but he's a giant <laughs> pussy. Giant fucking pussy. So don't worry. He is gonna eat your trash though. <laughs> he's gonna eat your fucking water bottles. <clears throat> so uh, I'm all. I'm all frazzled. I work for the horrible rich people. Are you the horrible rich people? Anyone? No. Nobody here is the horrible rich people. It's weird because like I'm a trust fund baby, but I spent it all nobly to just be one of the people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because I wanted to go down. That's what I tell myself anyway. Like, I could have gone to college. I was like, fuck that. I'm buying. A, you know, I I, <clears throat> I got into some bad relationships. How's everyone doing tonight? <laughs> I pick such fucking losers. <laughs> I don't even know where to. Don't even know. So I was in a school bus, and that's gone. Down. Now I'm a van person. It's really weird. <laughs> it's really weird because most of the time, people, if you're if you're homeless in San Francisco, you're just not there. You're just mostly invisible. But then every once in a while, someone will make eye contact with me while I'm like cooking or something, <laughs> and like the fucking look on their face just keeps me going. <laughs> just fucking. Uh, I remember. I remember being scared of things. How cute. That's adorable. Look at you going. Look at you with your standards for life. That's fucking precious. Uh, so I hate this city. I hate it. I don't know. It's good looking. The swans are still at the park. You can go, <laughs> you can go look at the swans. I know it's hack to hate San Francisco, but they have all the money. I figured this new scam out, though, which is I'm going to start selling toast at Dolores Park. I'm going to start selling artisanal toast at 12 bucks a... <laughs> I just know how much this city loves to spend money. My, my gimmick, my guarantees, I promise I will charge you fuckers more for toast. Guaranteed highest prices for toast in the entire city. If you can find someone charging more for toast, I will happily match their prices. I have no problems charging you $4 for cinnamons. You. I may have some uh, latent anger issues. <laughs> I'm just working out. Oh, oh, so I went and visited my parents' cult last month. Um, my parents met in a cult and then my dad got us kicked out uh, before I came around. And I'm thinking like, you know, pff, it's the 80s, whatever. Uh, like they spent a couple years though. No, no, no. My mom was there for seven years. He was there for nine. <laughs> my father spent his 20s at this cult and here's what's great. They never ever talked about it. <laughs> Like after they left, like she put the little shrine thing and the photo in the closet, and then I didn't know until like a month ago, this is where I come from. <laughs> like this 
which makes sense. Like, my name is Journey. I live on a bus. I should have just extrapolated from context, right? And just known. Like, of course, of course, of course my parents spent 15 years at a cult between the two of them. Like, fucking, of course they did. Where the fuck else do be a bitches like me come from? Like, that had to, that had to. Anyway, uh, yeah, my dad, my dad uh, decided that he was also enlightened, which the guru did not find funny. <laughs> like not at all. He was like, "Yeah, buddy, me too." <laughs> and then I don't think they were like, uh, like arrested and taken away from the place. I think they were just like quietly like mean girled. <laughs> out of the power structure for like a year they're just driving around Marin County still like donating plasma to give to the center (laughs) and not being able to talk to the teacher at all uh, because you're a dangerous element Uh, so maybe some anger issue like it's gotta come up sometime right like that's gonna come out if I can ever afford therapy there's gonna be a big chunk of change spent on cults yes or maybe I'll just watch that Netflix documentary and that'll do me. I don't really know. I don't, that could fix it, right? Catharsis. Maybe that'll fix the thing. So how are you all? Normal, nice, friendly people. <laughs> this evening, are you enjoying your lives? Are you killing it? Can I tell you, when I was a kid looking at people like trying, <laughs> like first of all, uh, uh, oh man, where to fucking... I, this, by the way, looking like shit like this, I don't have a reason for it. It's just an excuse, not an excuse, just reasons. Like, it's such a power move as a woman just to, just to fucking, like, just not try. <laughs> like, to just not, and know you can get dick anytime. <laughs> like, it's, I would hate us too. That's all I'm saying. Like, I under, I'm trying to, like, empathize with the people who hate me because I feel like it's important. I'm getting there. Like, to just walk around and look, oh my God, oh my God, I just found out the original meaning of the word virgin. Did you guys know this? I just found this out on the internet. It's gotta be true. The original meaning of virgin isn't maiden or young woman. It was single bitches. It was some cunt who didn't need to be married to any fucking, she don't need no fucking man. That was the original, that was the original meaning of that term was badass, all the single ladies, bay pre-J, pre-J. Anyway. I don't know about the sacrifice. No, 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 no. You're talking about sacrificing. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, maybe. Maybe it was that whole witch thing. Yeah. You're, you're getting the conspiracies going. I hadn't even thought about all tying all. Pam's over here tying all the strings together. Put fucking maps up. Maybe. No, but of course there were like strong, independent women. And just, we just, um, boy, you guys almost fucking had me. <laughs> you guys have been running a good fucking scam for for a good few thousand. Of course there were fucking strong, independent fucking Cleopatra cunts back. Fuck all you. <laughs> like I love, uh, it's driving me crazy listening to like the, the Aaron Sorkins of the world, like trying to make sense of the world now that Trump has just ruined their elitism. <laughs> like just knocked over their whole, is anyone coming with me on this? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like all, the, all these people who like thought, like I'm, I'm kind of, I have mixed feelings about elitism. Like I'm fine. Like you just when the thing dives, you gotta take credit for that too. Like if you're just gonna blame all the shit on stupid people, like I thought you had this. Isn't that what you were telling us? Is that you had the shit handled this whole fucking time? And when the shit takes a dive, for you to just go, oh poor stupid people. I don't know. They're awful. Like stupid people don't want to invade anything, and they couldn't find it even if they did. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Like, they all stupid people want to do is, like, put food in the microwave and touch each other. Like, that's all. Like, you don't hate Donald Trump because he's dumb. You hate him because he's smart enough to cause you fucking problems. That's all I'm saying. I'm just gonna go back to my van now. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you.
I love your anger issues. Yay. People are dumb. Your dog is smart and can follow wonderful directions. Good stuff. I'm excited. That was a lot of fun. Woohoo! Life is good. Um, how, I mean, can you stand up in your van or no? Do you have to hunt? No, no, you lost the. It's one of the things I've heard is that when you have a bus and you can stand, it makes you feel like a human when you have to crunch in your own living space. It's almost like a coffin. Uh, wow. You have a you have a toilet in your van? I just like chemicals. Oh yeah. That is that is a smell of its own. Uh no, it's just that you have a you have a dog too. They have they're very they're very pungent. Uh sorry, dogs are great. I'm you're a very you're I don't even want to say you're brave. That makes me cunty. Like you're so brave you live in your van with your car. Like you're sorry with your dog. I had an edible. Things are getting confusing. You're next. I'm like, there's a dog. He is, he's a nice dog. Uh, your next comedian. He's one of my favorite comedians in San Francisco. I love it every time he's here. Put your hands together for FC Sierra. Hello there, team. That's, that's an ominous start. Uh, I, I don't need the door closed, Mike. It's fine. I'm going to yell anyway. Hello there, folks. Yeah, please uh, jumble around the seating as much as possible. As much as possible. If you guys can all switch the order of your seating a little bit more, that's definitely going to make the radio recording of this extra enjoyable. Uh, audience listening over... Uh, the waves. I don't know. I don't know how sound moves now. Is it all digital? I don't. Yeah. However, you're receiving this sound right now. Just know, at least sixty percent of the room just left right now. So if you just hear the empty silence that sounds like the pain coming out of my mouth filtered through my heart, just know there's fewer people here and that's why it's not because I made them genuinely sad about where they are in life listening to me say these things it's because there's fewer not journey's fault by the way not journey's fault didn't want to say it's journey's fault sure some people would blame her for that I won't some people would say hey journey your fault buddy I don't think they dug you, and that's why they're not digging me right now. Some people would do that. Probably good people. Anyway, I do love hearing Journey talk. Um, I always know when I'm on a show with Journey, I'm going to have a beautiful opportunity to hear a woman say the C word, uh, which is nice. I don't use that word. I don't use it. I think it sometimes. I don't say it anymore. Last six months, C word free. Uh, but I like to know it exists out there. I just like to know that it's somewhere. <laughs> wow. Between like the between the 15 people leaving and then that right now, I'm not feeling great emotionally. I gotta say, I'm in a spot right now. I'm trying to, I'm trying, yeah, oh my, and it's British. I don't, I didn't appreciate that at all. 
If anybody's going to correct me or tell me information, have it be a, a generic American accent. I want somebody from fucking Oregon. God damn it. I didn't like the connection. Fuck that guy. Like day one, day one, that guy walks into the audio voice recording studio for his job and he's just like, oh, out. Sorry, buddy. Can't do it. No, I don't like that automatically. Not even as a Jeeves guy. Whatever happened to Jeeves? Poor bastard. Is he? Really? Oh, they took away Jeeves. You know, even people didn't, they were like, I don't like that British guy. Let me go to Yahoo. Fuck that. I'm going to spend 2004 in Yahoo. That's great. I've been trying to focus on positive things more lately, uh, enjoying the little things in life. I recently went to what people uh, call the happiest place on earth, Disneyland. Yeah, there's no, there's no twist on that. Uh, I went to Disneyland. Uh, first time I've been there in uh, 15 years. And I went there with my girlfriend's family uh, for her brother's birthday. I went with my girlfriend's family for her older brother's birthday. Uh, my girlfriend is not a minor. I went for my girlfriend's 40-year-old brother's birthday. Because apparently if you let human living stuff fall out of your vagina, you were obligated for the next 40 years to at some point get that fucking kid to Disneyland so they could see Mickey. And so he used this, he used this to go there. The only thing that made me happy at Disneyland, uh, see a lot of babies in strollers. See a lot of babies in strollers. People love to bring their babies to Disneyland to just be a baby. You don't you don't get to do anything cool when you're a baby at Disneyland. You just get to be more of a baby while you're at Disneyland. And they just sat there making their moms not go on a ride and stuff like that. And they just go there and I'm like, why the fuck would anybody bring their baby to Disneyland? And they were like, oh, it's free until they're three years old. I'm like, go, go parents. God damn it. That's a great idea. Like build that. Take a picture of him when he's three right before he has to pay the thing and then never take him back there. And then you can't guilt the parents later in life. The only thing that made me happy there, because uh, you walk a lot. And I found if I walk a lot in the sun, uh, get rather gassy. Uh, yeah. What? I don't eat churros. I had a, I bought a turkey leg there. Uh, I went there a week and a half ago, still in my fridge. I drove back with that turkey leg. It was a dream. Like I, I wanted that turkey leg the whole time. And I was like, I'm going to get that fucking turkey leg. And that got me through like four days at Disneyland. Every time I wanted to kill someone, I'm like, but I'm going to get that turkey leg by the end. I didn't even fucking eat it, but I, I had that release. Um, Anyway, it's like masturbating so you don't murder people. And so the only thing that made me happy, basically, was just crop dusting babies. Uh, the entire time I was at Disneyland, I would just let go in front of a baby in a stroller. Uh, and if you ever see a baby cry at Disneyland, just know some adult just farted smoked turkey into their nose. It's delicious. I've been trying to appreciate uh, little things, things that didn't know uh, made me happy. I recently tried a place that I, I had a negative mindset on in my life, but now I have a positive mindset on. Uh, place is called uh, California Department of Motor Vehicles. You know this place? You like it? You like it? Not enough people like it. I think 
a lot of people go in there with the i had that mindset before like i'm gonna go into the dmv i'm gonna wait all fucking day just to get the ticket to get in the line to wait for my ticket to be called i'm gonna be mis it's gonna be the worst day of my fucking month and so i knew like i have to go to the dmv i have to get stuff done i'm gonna go to the dmv I have to recalibrate my mind so I can enjoy this thing. One of the things that I enjoy most is seeing people about to lose their shit in public. Whenever I see somebody about to break their sanity just a little bit, I'm like, fucking, oh my God, let me, I hope somebody's videoing. I'm gonna watch this. I don't video myself because I wanna experience the whole breakdown in person. And I just hope the entire time that it gets worse, nobody dies. I don't wanna have to see a death. Good punch? Sure. And then I look away, and then I don't have to feel guilt for the rest of my life. It's like I'm not involved in that incident. So I said, okay, I'm going to go to the DMV, do a little strategy. Let's have a few bowls in the car before. And so I had a few bowls in the car before. Don't do it in the parking lot at the DMV. You do it like a few blocks away in your car. You have the few bowls, and then you have a nice scenic walk while you're a little bit high to the DMV. I went to the Daily City DMV. Uh, the Daily City DMV uh, has a line out the door just to get a ticket to wait for your ticket to be called. So you have to get in that line that's already out the door. I was in that line for 15 minutes, uh, and then I realized I wasn't in the line for the DMV, I was in line for the bathroom at the DMV. So I got out of that line, and I stood in the other line. Uh, within like 15 more minutes, I was like, God damn, I should have been in the bathroom line, I really gotta go now. But I persevered, and I went to get my ticket. As soon as I grabbed my ticket, I heard an older woman say to the person behind the counter, you're the type of person makes me hope hell exists. And I was like, oh shit, that is a lot of hate for 10.30 in the morning, somebody had their coffee. I appreciate how she said it though, cause she didn't say like, anything generic like fuck you or go to hell or anything like that like she said you're the type of person makes me hope hell exists like I'm not telling you what to believe or shoving my religion down your throat I'm just saying on the chance that heaven does exist that hell does exist you're going there bitch and I appreciate the balance that she had when she was saying that to the person already enjoying myself as I walked by uh, I saw a man I could only describe as about to cry. Uh, he was very upset. And this is one of my, if you ever see an adult cry in public and you don't see a dead body around, feel free to laugh. Oh my God, that'll make your day so much. If I could see someone suffering and I don't see why they're suffering, I'm just like, fucking my day got better. I guess I'm not having that guy's day. It feels great. Like, has anybody ever told you like, oh, you know, like, if you're having a bad moment or something like that, somebody will tell you like, oh, you know, just look at the bright side. Like, at least you're not like, at least you're not living Gary's life. Gary just got kicked out of his house. You know, his wife divorced him. She was cheating on him. She's like, yeah, but what are people telling Gary? And so I like to like, Gary, at least you're not fucking dead, dude. Like, I don't know what you say, but either way, it makes me happy. So I was there and the guy's about to cry. He's very upset. And he's talking to the lady behind the counter and the lady just has like DMV face. Like, her eyes just say, like, I've seen death, you can't phase me. Like, you think I'm afraid of disappointing people? I ruined lives every fucking day. And they're saying that with just dead eyes. And so she's sitting, at the, and the guy's talking to her. He's very upset about his registration form. I don't understand 
what's going on. I mean, I, I, I paid for my registration form, and, and they told me it it, it it comes in the mail, you, you fill out the registration form, and then you get your sticker back, the registration sticker, the 2019 sticker, I have the 2018 sticker, and they told me it expires in February, so I have to come here, and I had, so I, I filled out the form, and, and it came in, and they told me when you get the sticker in the 2019 sticker, you get the sticker and you put it on the back of your license plate. Some people, they try to peel it off. So what you do is you get the sticker, you put it on the license plate, very flat, smooth it out, then you get a razor blade, tilt it diagonally, you cut it four times across. So I did that, I got a razor blade, tilted it diagonally, cut it four times across. Then I twisted the razor blade 45 degrees, cut it four more times across. That way, that way I made diamonds out of it. That way it's not even strips, it's diamonds. It's like little pieces, that way no one could peel it off. You know, because people, they come and they try to, someone figured out how to peel it off and now I don't have a sticker and I'm supposed to have a sticker and the police are telling me that I don't have my registration but I know I paid for my registration. I got the registration in and I'm supposed to have this right now and I wasn't supposed to be here today and I had to come down and this is my office. I, I had tickets to see the Avengers and, and, and that's a seminal movie in, in the Marvel Universe and I, I don't know what I'm, and you're supposed to be helping me and you're not helping me. Is there anything you could do to help me? Can you please just help me? And the lady just looks at him and goes, no. I'm like, this is my best day. This is the best day I have ever had on this entire earth. I was so happy. I clapped a little bit. Uh, which is not fun for crying people. Uh, I was so happy that uh, I missed my ticket number being called. I had to get back in the line to wait for my another ticket. While I was there, in the second time in the line, I noticed again the bathroom line for the DMV it was about 15 people deep. Now when you're waiting in line, and I don't, I don't get on my phone in the DMV, I'm people watching. I want to see someone break down today. I want that guaranteed. Like I want it, that's one of the experience, if I'm going to Disneyland, I want to see a kid kick his parent in the face at some point over the weekend. You have little expectations to get you through the day. Anyway, uh, so, I'm looking at the bathroom line, I'm like, okay, 15 people, pressure pack situation, kind of sweaty day, something bad's gonna happen here. And so I made sure to stare at that. Sure enough, up to the line, walked what I could only describe as like a guy, he, he was an old, big old white guy with a cane, a uh, big old beard, he looked like a, like a more homeless Santa Claus, like which, Santa Claus, barely homeless looking, one outfit. Carries a big bag. Doesn't really have a home. You just know he lives up north, like your uncle that was in jail for a long time. Anyway, uh, he he seen he smelled drunk. You didn't know if he was drunk or if he was just too big and old to reach all the places in your body to wash. But you're just like he's having he's having a good time. He was already sweating, and he's in a big huff. And he walks straight up to the line at the front of the bathroom for the DMV. And uh, in the front of the line is like a young black dude with his kid, and his kid really has to go to the bathroom. And he's like. He really had, like, he's like holding his dick and jumping. Like, he was, he was young enough that it wasn't weird. Like, if a kid was like 11 and making a lot of eye contact, you're like, you gotta register this kid. Probably a DMV service they could provide to register the creepy kid who's standing in the line and enjoying this. And so he was like, young enough that it was cool, but he really had to go. And Santa Claus walks up to him and the, and the dad, and he says, uh, is, is this the line to the bathroom? And the guy says, yeah, man, I'm sorry. My kid has to go to the bathroom. And the guy, Santa Claus, looked at the guy, and then he looked at the 14 other people in the line for the bathroom, and then he looked at everybody around in the DMV and just said, that's it. I'm going to shit my pants today. 
and then he proceeded to walk back at his seat at the DMV and wait for his number to be called. Like, I, I fucking followed it the whole entire time. Like, I'm watching this guy, and you ever see, like, a baby go into a corner, and they're, like, doing a crouch and weird face, and you're like, that baby's shitting, let's leave him. He did that in the corner of the DMV, like, just in a seat, and people would get into, like, that 20-foot smell radius of where he had shit himself, and they just, like, walk into it not knowing, and they'd hit that, like, curtain of shit air that you know happens when a human being shits in a non-toilet and he went and they would hit it and they'd just be like oh fuck it I'm leaving and they would leave the DMV like he got up quicker in the DMV because people were leaving because they were like fuck it my day's already I don't want it and he was just like you know what my day's already fucked I'm gonna shit my pants I'm gonna get my registration done I'm not gonna be end up crying and I appreciate that in some way if you ever want a strategy for the DMV and you want to get out in half an hour Give up a little bit of dignity. Save a whole lot of time. Anyway, I'll stop. Thank you, Pam. FC Sierra, yay! So I'm sorry there was a mass exodus. I didn't know Neil Ghosh was supposed to be on the show. I didn't know he had the setup at 10. Nobody told me that he had another show to go to. So I was like, I'm just going to have a headline because he's from LA or whatever. So they all left not because of anything. They just had to go somewhere. Uh, but shitting your pants, wow. Now that's a weird thing because I don't think that you can shit your pants and not cry. Like how do you do that? <laughs> how do you? I mean, I've, I've only shit my pants once and I cried. Uh, but I just threw my underwear away in that uh, tampon box at the at the Lowe's. <laughs> it's okay. It was no big deal. We were shopping for rugs. It was touch and go there. I, it was one of those. Oh, that's not a fart. I drank too much whiskey. That was that was one of the moments where I realized I'm in my 30s now. Now I'm in my 40s. But that was when I was, that was when I was like, oh, I'm in my 30s. I'm not. Whew. Uh, your next comedian, man. I'm so excited for your headliner tonight. She, uh, she's definitely on the coast. You're not 30 yet. You're still a kid, right? You're in your 20s still. Oh, right. So I was there. Yay. So you're almost an adult. Welcome. You might be able to shit your pants someday. It'll be so fun. You can be like the old people. Yay. Uh, I'm so excited that she's here. You guys are going to love her. Clap your hands wildly for Valerie Vernelli. Yay. Oh, man. I, I don't know how to do stand-up comedy. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't... Like, do you ever, like, get up here and you're like, I don't know how to do this. Like, I know how to, like, act like one, but, like, I don't know how to do this shit. You know what I mean? I just know how to, like, crack my friends up. So hopefully I'll try and do that shit. I'm fucking... I think I'm an alcoholic. No, I am an alcoholic. We'll just say that. Um, I figured that out yesterday or this morning. That's when you really find out. Because, um... Because, <laughs> um, like... I fucking woke up and I looked in the mirror and like it was an angle thing like like the double chin angle like I was like this and I just saw myself naked and my tits hanging <laughs> and like I don't know why I just went who's that bitch like I don't know her I don't know her uh, but but that's me you know what I mean? like that's me you have these like come to jesus moments everybody has those hangovers where it's like what the fuck did i do why am i on sixth street eating pizza running away from the lady who gave me the pizza now i'm just kicking it with two homeless people on sixth street as my boyfriend's yelling at me trying to fucking figure out where i am and then he yells at me and says i can't do this and i'm like 
I'm still drunk. Like you get that. Like like you get that. Like the blackout didn't change from Sixth Street to like almost to Wawona. You know what I mean? Like I'm still blacked out drunk. Anyway, anybody else wake up single today? <laughs> I'm like at that FCC era breaking point. I'm like, I'm either on like breakthrough or breakdown. You know what I mean? Like, is it gonna be Mariah Carey? Like in fine form, corset, thin as fuck, fucking her backup dancers, suing billionaires for wasting her fucking time? Or is it gonna be Mariah Carey on TRL with a fucking ice cream cart and fucking taking off her shirt on TV? Which one? I have no idea. No fucking idea. I just, and I, this is the thing. I know that like, cause I've been to AA two times, right? And the two times I went, it was in my neighborhood. So like everybody was fucking Irish in there and like they had the accents and shit and it just didn't feel right you know what I mean um and they all look like my dad you know and so like my dad's a white dude so imagine FC Sierra and Clay Newman had a baby that's my dad like you know what I mean so yeah I just been thinking about that today and I was like I'm just gonna tell my dad I'm an alcoholic and part of the reason was like there was a uh, liquor bottle in the house that was opened and then I don't know where it went so I don't know if I drank that whole thing but I was still like you know when you live at home you're still like the baby you know what I mean like they only see you as like 11 that's all the fuck happens is that's what happens when you live at home so I'm thinking like I can either ask what happened to the bottle or I can come out as an alcoholic and I'm just just gonna do that so me and my dad talked about that today and so I need to laugh that's what needs to happen <laughs> oh man all I've been thinking about by the way for the week and a half before this was um I wish I could come inside of a man that's all I've been thinking about that's it and I've been thinking like am I the only person to ever think of that there's no way there's no fu oh she's sitting there with the dominatrix shit like Psh, bitch <laughs> Cause I've been thinking about like, how would it happen? Is it like, you know, you fucking, they come in you and then your pussy just shoots it back in, right? It just goes back in their balls, right? Or then, the, or they're like a, maybe a proboscis <laughs> goes inside your dick. <laughs> and then it comes inside of you. I don't know, I just feel like we talk about feminism and shit and equality, but I'm like, we're not all created fucking equal. You got that, you know what I mean? We don't have that. It's just a fucking soup kitchen. Most of the time, just ladling shit in, scooping shit out, you know what I mean? That's it, and a lot of homeless dudes, because this is San Francisco. You don't know who's homeless. Like, you have no idea. You know what I mean? Like, Journey Roberts, for all we know, could be the CEO of fucking, I don't know, Salesforce. I don't even know what they do. You know what I mean? Just just hiding among us. We don't fucking know. Shit, dude. Like, I'm, I'm homeless, but I'm in a home. That's all it is. I don't have a fucking job. I don't know what else makes you homeless, but I, I just, you know what I mean? I just have a room that I've lived in for 30 fucking years. Do you know what I mean? So much shit has happened in that house. It's like walking through, like, like you know when they do flashback scenes in movies? That's my every day. Every fucking day. Every fucking day. There's still a stain in my kitchen um, um, from the fucking food my dad threw when I was like four years old. See, this is what happened, all right? So my mom and my dad were married for, they, they weren't married for 10 years, they were together for 10 years. We'll say it like that. They were together for 10 years, then at some point they had me and then all shit broke loose, okay? I have no idea why. Point is they get divorced, according to Ancestry.com, because I looked this shit up, they got divorced before I was born, but the story was to me, 
they don't know that I know this. So this is like weird shit. But the point is, I'm four. My dad goes, I made spaghetti. I'm like, that's great. I love spaghetti. Who the fuck doesn't, right? The problem was he had no sauce. And I was like, where's the sauce? And then he flipped the fuck out. And I still see that stain every fucking day. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? And it's hard to like have like father-daughter time. And we went on a trip for a month. One month in a fucking cruise ship. What? You know what I mean? Like this is a person that called me a fat fuck and I'm, I'm like choking distance from this dude. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna kill anybody, you know? I'm just too fucking, I'm just too lazy. You know what I mean? I'm just not gonna kill anybody. Like I want to, I don't want to. This I shouldn't say this shit on recording stuff. <laughs> ever <laughs> fuck it i do want to kill people a lot i'm fucking angry all the time like i hold all the shit in i never like to let anybody know what's going on like i do stand-up comedy to escape my shit i'm not one of those people that say let me talk about my family no fuck them you know what i mean i'm gonna talk about pedophiles for 10 minutes okay why that's my fucking escape okay <laughs> I'm gonna fucking talk about rape, all kinds of rape, any kind of rape, man rape, woman rape, kid rape, I don't give a shit. I can talk about it all day long just so I don't have to think about my fucking half-sister who thinks that my half-dead brother came back as a squirrel and called my mother and told her this and then for my mother's birthday bought her a sheet cake with my dead brother's face on it and it says, happy birthday, mom. What the fuck? My mom has four children, and one of those children couldn't find three more pictures and throw it on the fucking cake. And then my mom goes, well, Bridget's back in rehab. I'm like, have you met her? You know what I mean? She came out of your pussy, you know? For fuck's sake, then I got, and that's just like the black side, right? And then I got like my white side where it's fucking Kenny. Kenny's the new one. Kenny's in jail now. Why? Because he fucking got hella money from when my uncle died, right? Like a couple hundred thousand dollars. He fucking paid rent for one year in an apartment, right? So he's set. He paid all of it up front. Then he got angry, told the people in the apartment complex he's going to burn this motherfucker down. They believed him. Cops show up in his fucking apartment. He has a fucking can of gasoline in the fucking house. So under the law, that's an IED. Now he's in fucking prison. Like what? This is also the same dude who used to work for the airport, right? And he fucking, airport security. And he fucking has to get patted down every day before work to do his shit. He shows up one day with what? As my dad calls it, glass dicks in his pocket. Those are meth pipes in his pocket. Going to the airport for work. It's like, what are you doing, Kenny? You know what I mean? And then my dad goes to visit him. Cause my dad doesn't have shit to do, right? 65 years old, retired, doesn't have shit to do, right? Other than bother the fuck out of me, okay? And our cat died, so like I'm the cat now. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Aww. clears throat> it's not bad, so I'm not gonna sleep in the bed with him. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, but fucking, he goes, this chick comes to the house, and nobody ever visits us, right? And so, like, when I walk into my dad, we made a man cave for him, whatever. Walk in, I see a person, I'm like, oh shit, what's this? You know what I mean? Maybe new mom, I'm excited. And no, it's Kenny's girlfriend kind of thing. She's like, oh, uh, we just got to talk about Kenny. And my dad's like, yeah, Kenny's in some trouble. He needs my help, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I leave, I go do shows, whatever. Come back. And apparently my dad and her went to Redwood City to visit Kenny. Um, and Kenny cut the visit short on my dad. Do, can you like imagine this? My dad drives from San Francisco to Redwood City with a woman he's just met, 
I don't even know why she's here other than maybe silver coins at Kenny's apartment. Like, I have no fucking reason to understand why she's here. Okay? So my dad, he goes to visit Kenny. Kenny, my dad. We're going to role play, okay? And Kenny fucking goes, hey, Carmelo, I'm so glad that you came, but I got to cut it short because... I get the good meds, so everybody's jealous of me, and I take a lot of naps. Uh, bye. And then he left, my dad. And my dad's like, how the fuck is it Kenny's the only person on the planet that's like happy to be in prison? Happy to be in prison. What? So that's why I talk about pedophiles. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's where it comes from. And plus, we have so many of them. We have to do something. Do you know what I mean? We have so many pedophiles. We have to do something with them. You know what I mean? I'm not accepting this fucking pedophile tent bullshit that's happening in Florida. Have you seen this shit? Fucking pedophile tent city. So imagine our tent cities, but all Woody Allens, okay? And then... <laughs> fucking um they're they're opening up all these fucking uh like brunch places right around the fucking corner from them right and so you have to walk through pedophile city to get to brunch you know what i mean you're lucky here that's all i'm trying to say but then i'm like okay they can't get jobs that's why they're out there they can't fucking you know get relationships they can't they can't be citizens really so why not round them up fucking put them in a van with toys candy pinata whatever the fuck kids like and help them find missing kids that's all i want that's all I want. Something to do with these fucking people. Because what are they going to do in jail? Nothing. Like, nothing. And I love how they they fucking give uh, pedophiles, like, those pills that, like, kind of chemically castrate you type of thing. Like, your dick can't get hard or something. You know what I mean? I'm like, why would you... There's no children in prison. Like, they're not going to harm a fucking soul at all. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. You're just soaking it in because I'm the hero you weren't ready for. But you see why I talk about this shit? It makes sense. This makes fucking sense. Like, why wouldn't you just make a reality TV show out of this shit? Right? I just fucking watched half an episode of First 48 the other day. I've never watched a show before because, like, you know, I'm sorry. When I see black people in a tight spot, like, it's just hard for me to watch. You know what I mean? If it's white people on World Star, I'll watch. Like, it's just the way it is. There's that racial empathy gap I've been reading about. It's the way it is. Did you know there's a gender empathy gap? And that's why women are underprescribed for, like, pain meds and shit? They just assume you can take more pain than a dude. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, back to the story. I was watching the first 48, and it was just like this dude in the fucking interrogation office with a cop, and the guy's just like, hey, I don't want any fucking trouble. I can't tell you anything. All I'm trying to do with my life is become an actor to feed my children and fuck a few bad bitches before I die. That's all I want. Just fuck a few bad bitches before I die, become an actor, feed my kids. That's it. So I don't want to like give anything up. And the cop was like, look, I understand your quandary, okay? I understand, but like, just help us out because there's murder out here. It's dangerous. We're trying to help people. He whipped out a Bible quote that I don't remember. Um, and then the guy goes, fine, all right. I killed that dude on Thursday, that dude on Friday, and this dude. I was like, whoa, you just dropped all that shit. And then he fucking, he, just, he gets up and the guy, the fucking cop is like, oh, I can't believe this shit right now. You're lying. You're fucking lying. And the guy's like, no, I'll show you how I did it. He proceeds to act out how he fucking saw. He was like, oh, this dude was laying right here. And I kept, I just emptied the clip into him and then I saw him kick. So I, I, I reloaded and I was like, what? What? This is the mind of a murderer? You know what I mean? And he just fucking goes on. And he's like, why did you do it? Right? The cop's like, why did you do it? And he goes, I had a bad day at work. <laughs> he's like I had a bad day at work and I just decided I'm gonna kill somebody and then he killed three people 
Then he killed three people and he said, I'm hanging up my murder card forever. I'm never gonna murder again after this third fucking person. And then he, he realized who he had killed because he had killed three black men. And he's like, I killed my own and I felt bad about that. So I, last week, shot a white bitch and robbed her. And I was like, what? I was like, what? Oh my goodness. Shot, what? I was like, God damn, dude. Oh my God, and the cop walked out the room. He just walked out the room. He was like, he was like Morgan Freeman in Seven, you know what I mean, where he's like about to retire or some shit, and he's like, I didn't, look, when I woke up today, I didn't think this shit was gonna happen, like, I don't know, and then, like, he's like, get the cameras out of here, and they put the cameras back on the dude, and he's getting arrested, and he's just like, I apologize, I really do, I'ma try to be better. I'm like, dude, you had a chance, you know what I mean? You should've killed a white dude, you know what I mean? Like, you should've, anyway. I, but, but like first 48 exist, so why can't my pedophile show exist? You know, just the Pied Pipers, a premature pussy out there, just scanning, just like that dog on a leash. We'll have them on leashes if you're worried about kids getting raped. Nobody cares, you know what I mean? Nobody cares if kids get raped. <laughs> I mean, we care, but like, do you really give a fuck? No, you don't. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, a lot of bitches are getting raped now, but it's like not me, right? So... It's just different. <laughs> I don't know. I just want to know how to solve rape. I'll try to do that in a minute. I'm just, I just want to know, like, is there a prevention? Because the Me Too shit's cool, but it's also like, why do we just keep hearing? Like, I grew up in a family of survivors. Survivors are lightweight annoying. I'm sorry. Like, they are. Everybody on my mom's side was sexually molested, touched. You know, it was the South. It was... Memphis, the 50s. I don't know. That's how my dad explained it to me. He was like, a lot of fucked up shit happened in the South <laughs> to black people. <laughs> you know, they did a lot to themselves, but you know, a lot of other people did shit too. So, struggle. <laughs> anyway, and then in my, my mother told me about on my father's side, all the people that got touched there. And I'm just like, oh, it's just a bunch of survivors. You're annoying as fuck. I'm sorry. Like, I love Me Too. I think it's great that people are getting outed. But at the same time, it's like, we've still not figured out how do you solve rape? You know what I mean? Like, you got to solve for why. <laughs> like, why? I'm not accepting the whole power thing. You know what I mean? Oh, it's just about power, control. Fuck that, dude. Like, can we have a hotline? That's what I want to know, ultimately. Can we just have like a like a, like a 1-800, like, I want to rape a bitch hotline? And it's just like, you know what I mean? Like, you're in the throngs of it. And then you call, and then somebody's going to be on the other line. Maybe me. I don't know. And you just say, like, look... Look, you're about to rape a bitch. Like, what is she wearing? You know what I mean? Like, what is she doing? You know? Because you got to do a little bit of blaming to get on their side. You know what I mean? You know? You got to get in the mind of it. I don't fucking know. I just think it'd be cool to have a hotline that just prevents fucking rape. Because it's all it is, right? Time. Like, all you need is, like, an extra 30 seconds. Like, I've wanted to kill myself since I was 12, okay? You just need an extra 30 seconds. And my dad's going to be really mad at me if I do that, though. And then, and then you just move on. Maybe not enough fathers are upset at their sons for raping. I don't know. Anyway, that's my time. Thank you so much. Valerie Vernelli, everyone, bringing up the important issues here. Mutiny Radio. This has been Pimptastic's Comedy Clubhouse. I think that we've learned a lot today. I think that we've learned a lot about ourselves. We've learned a lot about the, how dogs are, um, are, are distracting, but also beautiful and wonderful. Uh, we've learned a lot about pedophilia, a little bit about rape. Uh, me too, 
hashtag not me lucky or hashtag lucky me maybe maybe we should just start maybe we should just start a movement that's like i haven't been raped lucky me like can we get behind the hashtag that's can't we be more like positive about it we keep talking about the one in four women that have been raped but can we talk about the three out of four women that haven't been raped can't we just be happy? I'm sorry, I'm a, I'm a dick. Lucky me, I haven't been raped yet. I was almost mugged once, but that was my fault because I was, I'm just victim blaming. Uh, thank you guys so much. This has been a really, really great night and I really appreciate everybody being here. Uh, let me go through the list one more time. We'll say thank you to uh, me and Angel Weaver and Clay Newman and Max Eddy and Raymond Montoya and Journey Roberts and FC Sierra and Valerie Vernali. Yes, thank you all the super sorry to Neil Ghosh. I didn't know that you were at the setup tonight. Uh, thanks again to Mike Spiegelman for running the door and David Zunzu Kirscher running the ones and twos. Stay tuned for Third Access Radio. Thanks for letting us uh, go up to the mark and we'll see you guys next week on Pamtastics. Yay! Yay!